Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, episode number 84. This is part three of our past two episodes of how looking at your brain can change your life with a deeper dive into what we learned from getting a SPECT image brain scan at Dr. Amon's clinic in Costa Mesa, California. The results are in, or at least mine are. My husband's results won't be in until next week. The reason I'm sharing my findings is so that you can see how important it is to look at your brain. It's not important to know my results specifically, but how someone can be doing all the right things and still have the ability to take their results to the next level with what they learn from looking at their brain. I hope you can take away some new insights that open your eyes to why brain health is so important and consider looking at your brain if you can. Just a quick update for those who are new here. My name is Andrea Samadhi. I'm a former educator who created this podcast to bring awareness, ideas, and strategies to our most pressing issues facing educators in their workplace or parents working from home or in the corporate space to keep us all working at our highest levels of productivity. The goal is to bring the most current brain research and practical neuroscience connected to our social and emotional skills to take our results to the next level. We can do this when we do everything with our brain in mind, since our brains control pretty much everything that we do. This episode, we're looking at how a brain scan can change your life. I mentioned the results of my brain scanner here, but first, just to review part one of this brain scan series, we spoke with my friend Doug Sutton, who had a SPECT image brain scan a few years ago when he was noticing low energy and brain fog. He went to Dr. Amon's clinics, one of the most respected psychiatrists in the country, who began looking at the brain, taking his practice to a whole new level. Dr. Amon believes that when your brain works right, you work right, and his work is focused on helping people improve their lives by improving their brains. The decision to get a scan completely changed Doug's life and gave him an entirely new perspective of this organ that controls pretty much everything that he does. His scan showed him that he had been exposed to toxic mold that might have been contributing to some of his health issues he was having, and he learned about things that could have harmed his brain, like some competitive kickboxing that he did in his early 20s, that gave him a new perspective and things that he had never thought about in the past. He kept up with his treatment plan and has never been happier, sharper, and mentions the experience to be life-changing. Part two was about my husband and I's visit to Amon Clinics in California. We made the decision to get a brain scan after interviewing Dr. Shane Creato from episode number 72 on sleep strategies. It was Dr. Creato who suggested, why don't you just go and get your brain scanned? When I asked him specific questions to help optimize my brain health after our interview, 
In part two, I did review what a SPECT image brain scan is, what it can detect, and the main thing that we're looking for is to see what type of brain we have based on the amount of blood flow going to the prefrontal cortex that controls our executive functions, as well as anything he could see that would be important for us to know since dementia and Alzheimer's can be seen years before symptoms show up, so we can work on optimizing our brain for improved results. This scan could tell us if we have the perfect amount of blood flow to our brains, which I didn't think was the case or we wouldn't have gone. Too little that Dr. Amen calls hypofrontality. Hypo is a prefix that means less, like hypothermia means being too cold, and frontality means the frontal lobes of our brain or the prefrontal cortex where all of our thinking and planning takes place. Or too much blood flow that he would say is hyperfrontality. I made a prediction that I think my husband has lower blood flow or a sleepier brain and that I have more blood flow or activity to the prefrontal cortex or a busy brain. I made this guess just by following Dr. Amon's courses, his podcast, and from reading his most recent books. So I'm curious to see how accurate my prediction is. If you remember from the last episode, I mentioned actress Laura Cleary getting a spec scan and she had cameras follow her from start to finish. Her results are also in, and you can watch her meeting with Dr. Amen to see what she learned. There were some incredible aha moments for me watching Laura's results prior to hearing mine, starting with the fact that the X test that we had to take was designed to identify whether someone has ADD, attention deficit disorder, or not. If you watch Laura's test, she swore a lot and found it very difficult. My husband said the exact same thing. That test drove him crazy. Another interesting fact, this test that drove my husband and Laura crazy is sold by Pearson Assessments, the sister company where we both worked 15 years ago. Back then, we didn't know anything about the importance of looking at our brain, and it never crossed our minds to take an assessment ourselves to test our own cognitive abilities. Dr. Amen also went over with Laura a second test that was designed to measure attention span, and he does think from her results that she has ADD, and Laura agreed that it makes sense to her, so they created a treatment plan that can take her results to a new level once her brain is working at its best. So here are my results. If you're listening to this through iTunes, you won't be able to see the images of the results in the show notes, but if you go over to the Podbean app, that's where the images are. You can see them clearly through that app. If I didn't score so high on the emotional part of my brain, emotion, feeling, and self-regulation, I probably would have cried when I saw the results. I'm fully aware of the fact that a brain with holes shows an increase of at least 45% drop in blood flow to that area, and I saw a bunch of holes at first glance. But my overall score showed that I can control my emotions, so I didn't, especially not in front of Dr. Creato. He said my resilience levels were higher than many of the elite athletes that he's tested, explaining to me that backbone of persistence I know I have, of never giving up and pushing forward when things are difficult. I can handle pretty stressful situations and can bounce back easily. We did cover resilience with brain science and resiliency expert Horatio Sanchez on episode 74, where he dove really deep into what exactly resilience is, how we can develop it in ourselves and our children, and why it's such an important life skill. 
this was a powerful episode to revisit because resiliency is one of those life skills that we definitely want for ourselves and our children. So what did I see that needs help? The difficult part for me to see was my thinking brain, where all my executive functions occur. These scores were low, specifically with recall memory. We were asked to recall a list of words, and after remembering five or six words, I just gave up. I think I did this because I know that the brain can only hold a certain amount of information. But Dr. Criotto reminded me that my belief is important here, and I agree. Where does this skill show up in my life? Well, there's been many times that my husband has asked me to pick him up somewhere, and instead of just telling me where he is with the address, he's given me a list of directions, like turn left at this street, right, left, and I get lost when he gets to the seventh turn and I just stop listening, and I say, just send me the address. So we've all learned life hacks to compensate for areas of our cognitive weakness, but now that I'm aware of it, I know I can strengthen this skill. And I'm reminded again, how would I have known if I didn't look? I was also low on processing speed, which was the amount of times I could hit a key on a keyboard. I'm still learning about where this skill shows up in my life, but I will take Dr. Criado's suggestions seriously. Motor coordination, controlled attention, flexibility, inhibition, and working memory were all at the expected range. He could see a lot about my personality and how I work by looking at these scores. Doug Sutton mentioned in his interview, episode 82, that he thinks getting a SPECT image brain scan should be a mandatory part of the hiring process in the corporate world since it reveals so much about a person. There's no way you can hide with the snapshot of your brain. Dr. Creato saw that I like things done my way, and I don't like a sudden change of plans, and having a high degree of structure in my life, which is what I need, helps me to achieve what I'm doing, and this was indicative of the high scores of the emotional brain. I wouldn't operate at the level I'm operating at without these high scores. So you can actually have a look at all the scores of my emotion, feeling, self-regulation, and thinking brain within the show notes. So let's go to the X test. For the X test, or the Connors Continuous Performance Test scores, a lower score is better, and Dr. Creato let me know that my scores showed that when I wanted to perform on this test, I had the ability to focus and do well. After doing many of these brain scans, he's noticed that people who have weaker executive functions in their brain can develop life hacks to help them focus and concentrate when they need to. But the problem is that with time and not working on brain health, it will just be more difficult to keep up with these life hacks. Eventually, the brain will not be able to keep up with the hack, which is why it's so important to look and see what's happening in your brain. You won't know any of this without looking. Let's go to the surface area of my brain. Dr. Creato is looking for smoothness, symmetry, and shape. There are a lot of areas that are functioning well and other areas that are not. The holes show at least 45% drop in blood flow to that area, not meaning there's physical holes, but that neurons are not firing in those areas. The temporal lobes, frontal lobes, top and bottom part all show a hole or reduced blood flow to that area. I do have the pattern of a traumatic head injury, and I described to Dr. Creato that I hit my head on a pool deck in the late 90s when I was competing in a triathlon. Head injuries typically have this pattern that you'll see in the show notes. He actually drew it out for me, 
But other things, uh, like my friend Doug Sutton, he had exposure to toxic mold, or it also got me thinking about the cleaning products that I use in my house could also have this pattern. So this area can be affected by lack of regular exercise, which is not an issue for me. It can be affected by lack of meditation, not an issue for me, or inadequate sleep or sleep apnea. And I'm not sure if this is it, but we're going to do a sleep study and see if I'm getting enough oxygen to my brain at night. Dr. Creato thinks I'm doing a lot of things right, but he doesn't like how my brain looks. So we're doing a little bit more investigation around what's happening. Also, as a sleep expert, he suggests that I sleep longer than the six and a half hours I've been getting and suggests that I might need seven and a half hours to get five sleep cycles. So I'm going to take his advice and work on a change in schedule to see if I notice improvements. With doing a lot of things right, he didn't expect to see this pattern in my prefrontal cortex. The good news is that he doesn't see the pattern of Alzheimer's or dementia that can show up years before symptoms occur. So with my emotional brain, it also showed to be really underactive, and he wonders if it's a result from the traumatic brain injury or from chronic neck pain that I've always had or from sleep apnea that we're checking on. He wants me to do balance exercises to stimulate activity in the cerebellum that he saw was low. And I do hike and jump from rock to rock without difficulty, so I haven't noticed any issues with balance or coordination, but he does want me to practice some coordination skills in the future. He sees a lack of dopamine to the frontal lobes and would prescribe medicine for this, but I prefer going the natural route and it makes sense to me now why I need such intensive exercise before I can sit at my desk and work because I know that my body needs to create dopamine and I've learned ways to create this naturally. The deep limbic system is the brightest part of my emotional brain, which explains why I can easily control my mood. He sees this area overactive in people who hold themselves to high standards and he can see from the work that I'm doing that I need this area to work this way or I need to be a bit of a perfectionist so this area is working as it should. He just cautioned me to watch that if this area is too overactive that I could go down the path of self-doubt, shame, and guilt. And there's great supplements that I started taking about a year ago that help balance this area of the brain, like 5-HTP that boosts serotonin and can help with this. So I'm going to see if he recommends me taking more than I was taking before. For the brain scan conclusion, Dr. Creato thought this evaluation was going to be smooth sailing for him when he saw the work I'm doing and the fact I'm doing a lot of things right, but he thinks my brain still needs some work. I'll get to work on what he suggests so I can optimize my brain health to improve blood flow to the executive functions of my brain. After thinking about some of Dr. Credo's questions and comments that my brain looks similar to someone with a sleep-deprived brain, I definitely will take his advice seriously and work on that extra hour of sleep. I also thought about how much my brain looked like my friend Doug's who had toxic mold or chemical exposure and I thought about the amount of time that I spend cleaning my house. So I'm going to rethink how I'm cleaning and with the products that I'm using. If you wanna learn more about your own brain type or you wanna optimize your brain like we did, just take a look at Amen Clinics. 
If a spec scan is not for you, you can take Dr. Amen's Thrive by 25 course that dives deeper into the different parts of your brain where you can see if you recognize yourself and your own behaviors, which is what I did before we actually looked at our brain. I was accurate with the fact that I do have a busy brain and we'll find out my husband's results next week. You can also read Dr. Amen's most recent book, The End of Mental Illness, where he takes a deeper dive into different brain types, along with their spec scans with strategies he recommends for each type. So why is optimizing the prefrontal cortex so important? I learned that there are strategies that create more brain reserve or energy, and the more brain reserve we have, the more resilient we are and the better our brain can handle the aging process to keep mental health disorders at bay. There are many different factors for how one person can have more brain reserve than another, but it stems from family history or what types of injuries or trauma you've experienced in your past. After looking at my results, you can see there are many different factors that contributed to what Dr. Creato saw, and we still have some work to do on pinpointing ways to further optimize my prefrontal cortex or thinking brain. The decisions we make and the habits we engage in on a daily basis are either boosting or stealing our brain's reserve and are either accelerating the aging process or rejuvenating our brain. When we can grasp this concept, we realize we have a lot of influence on the health and age of our brain, as well as on our own mental and physical health. Especially during this time when we don't know exactly how the coronavirus can impact our brain and our future, I think it's so important to learn more about our brain, how to protect it better, and take our seriousness towards our health to a new level. For improving the prefrontal cortex or executive functions of the brain, keep in mind that we want to protect the most important part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, since it's that part of the brain that controls our focus, forethought, judgment, impulse control, organization, planning, and empathy. It's this part of our brain that we want to strengthen to improve our future, and that's the part of the brain I know I need to work on. Dr. Amen was the principal investigator on the first and largest brain imaging study on active and retired NFL players who showed high levels of damage, but who also had a high chance of recovery using the strategies he suggests after a brain scan. He did notice that many football players had a similar pattern on their brain after years of damage. Their brains were all flattened on the top, right where the executive functions were housed due to the consistent and repetitive motion of hitting the athlete's head in a forward motion. We did cover tips to strengthen your brain and cognition in episode 23 on understanding the difference between our minds and our brain, but here's a quick review. Let's just say you're ready to make some changes with your brain health. When you're curious and interested, you'll be ready to put in the effort needed to work hard and concentrate on new information. You must also be relaxed in order to consolidate this new information that you'll be learning. In his book, Words Can Change Your Brain, Mark Robert Waldman outlines his brain scan research, suggesting that strategies incorporated in mindfulness could strengthen the neural circuits associated with empathy, compassion, and moral decision-making. This demonstrates just how powerful it can be to stop and incorporate a daily meditation practice. Exercise and meditation did help my emotional response scores. Take some time to stop and think about the tips of how to improve your brain and life. We all want to have a better brain and life, and getting a spec scan was the first step towards this. 
After the results, I was able to look at what Dr. Amen calls the four circles of brain health, where he reminds us that 51% of the population will struggle with a mental health challenge at some point in their life. He suggests you think about these four areas when looking at making changes to improve your life. First, biological, how your brain and body works. Are you eating right, exercising, and taking the right supplements? What genetic vulnerabilities do you have? Do you even know what they are? Second, spiritual, why are you here? Do you know your purpose and your vision beyond yourself? How can you contribute to the community or the world? Three, psychological, how your mind works. What makes you who you are? Your self-talk, your body image, your sense of self-worth, hope and power over your own life. And finally, social, who else is in your life? What's the quality of your life, your relationships, and how do you give back to the world with your talents and skills? This experience really did open my eyes to what Dr. Amen says all the time. We don't know unless we look. And I'm glad I looked at my brain. I wasn't expecting to see it looking like it did, but it did answer some questions for me. I know why meditation and exercise are so important, because my brain works best with this boost in dopamine. I can either create it myself and find other natural, healthy ways to keep my dopamine levels higher, including working on sleep, taking the right balance of supplements, and keeping up with the activities that have been working for me in the past. I will keep you posted on how the work begins when I receive some strategies to improve and optimize my brain. I know they will involve some sessions of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Many NHL and NFL players have been treated successfully for head injuries at Amen Clinics with this type of therapy. It will include supplements, a sleep study, and an interactive metronome activity to increase blood flow to my cerebellum to continue to work on balance. The older we get, the more serious we need to be about the health of our brain. This experience showed me the reality of looking at this organ that controls everything that we do. And in order to optimize it, we need to know exactly what's happening with it. I hope you found this three-part brain scan series helpful and that it has lit a fire for you to take your brain health to the next level. I know it lit a fire under me to make some changes and scared me enough to be grateful that we did take the time to look at our brains so that we can focus on brain optimization and health with true understanding of what's really happening at the brain level. How would you know unless you look? See you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.